Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Melissa Lim, who after working with Microsoft, did her MBA at INSEAD and then took her tech experience into the luxury fashion space as senior product manager with Farfetch. To start off with, can I ask you to introduce yourself, tell us your name and where you did your MBA? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Melissa Lim. I'm American. You can tell from my accent. Um, born in California, uh, went to university there at Berkeley um, and studied computer science and cognitive science. Um, I went to school and just graduated last, well, June 2019 from INSEAD, um, based in Fontainebleau, but I also did study abroad programs in Abu Dhabi and Singapore. Brilliant. Yeah, Kristen and I have both been lucky enough to spend some time working abroad as well. And I think it's just, it's such a fantastic experience. And so what was it that kind of, um, what was it that kind of got you to the point where you thought, yeah, it's time to to do an MBA now. This is something I, I want to commit to. And also, why did you choose to go to school where you did as well? I'd always been interested in human computer interaction um, and decided to pursue a career in product management right after graduating from Berkeley. Um, I had done a few internships at uh, Google and Microsoft um, during my undergrad career um, and really enjoyed working at those companies. Um, So I moved to Seattle, Washington, um, in the Pacific Northwest of the United States to work at Microsoft there for about three years, Um, really focused on productivity products as well as artificial intelligence, Um, so building the personal assistant called Cortana. Um, And then I transferred to Microsoft Paris um, in 2016, just because I had wanted experience abroad um, and started to build my international career. Um, So I worked there for two years before starting my MBA. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the global piece because every time I see anything from INSEAD, it really stands out. Absolutely. Totally life-changing and really eye-opening. So I've always also had a personal interest in fashion and beauty. And so um, I really wanted to start pivoting to that space. I loved what I was doing in terms of the role at Microsoft um, in product management. I loved bringing an idea to life um, and really... um, working on idea conception to shipping it out to millions of customers around the world. But I was really interested in seeing if I could leverage my tech background um, in the luxury space. So my network prior to the MBA had all been in technology. Um, So all my friends worked at like Amazon, Google, and that sort of thing. Um, And so I really wanted to leverage the MBA to create more of a global network um, and use the time at INSEAD to um, really discover more about the luxury industry and immerse myself in that space. Um, So yeah, that's why I decided to get an MBA. Um, I'd interviewed at a few schools in the States as well as INSEAD, and I chose to go to INSEAD just because it's the most global um, program in the world. I think we have alumni in 172 countries. Um, So any city that I go to or work in, um, there's bound to be alumni there. Um, and yeah, it was a one-year program, so it was shorter than, than two years, um, and there are a lot of notable alumni in the luxury industry. Tell us a little bit about your, um, your study abroad um, programs that you did as well. Yeah, so through INSEAD, we also have campuses um, not only in Fontainebleau, which is the biggest one, but also in Singapore and in Abu Dhabi in the um, uh, UAE. So I did two months in Singapore and two months in Abu Dhabi um, as well, midway through my my MBA, and I really went to those locales with the focus of learning about luxury in those specific um, areas. 
So we did a lot of company visits, um, school projects or consulting projects with local companies, um, and also what we called retail safaris. So going into stores uh, or malls in those areas to learn about how retail is operating. Yeah, I think um, I was actually, so I was living in Singapore actually until um, about eight, two years ago now, I guess. Um, did you um, did you enjoy your time there? Oh yeah, I love the food scene. <laughs> um, it was great. Everyone was really nice. The city is so clean and modern um so I really enjoyed my time there was- yeah nice yeah I'm really missing the food a lot at the moment so so um so we've talked a little bit about your um your study abroad experience um what about kind of the the course itself um like the classes and the, the other experiences um were there any courses that you found you did or didn't enjoy or any that were particularly challenging um, yeah, so one piece of advice I have for MBA students is really try to figure out what you want to get of the program um, before you start, because there's so many different things that can pull for your attention. And if you go in not really knowing, you'll most likely end up in management consulting because it's the most, I think, the default path, kind of, the, the easiest, least resistance path um, for an MBA. Um, so yeah, one of my professors told me, you know, hey, make INSEAD work for you. So I think if you're proactive, um, you can really tailor the MBA to fit your specific needs. So for me, I went to INSEAD with a really specific goal in mind and leveraged um, the resources around me to achieve it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really, um, really good and really important advice. Alrighty, so You went into the MBA with quite a strong idea of what you wanted to do next. How did you go about making that transition? And was there anything you did during the MBA that was particularly helpful? Every period, so NCAA split up into five different periods where you have different courses and electives. And I was very intentional about choosing where I would spend my time. um, Because I mentioned the MBA is very hectic. You've got the social life, you have all the extracurriculars, as well as courses. So it's, it's easy to kind of get lost in, and you really need to prioritize your time and energy. Um, so I really focused on prioritizing the Retail um, Consumer and Luxury Goods Club um, that I was heavily involved in. Um, so that was a big part for me in terms of exposing me to the industry, um, meeting up with alumni um, in luxury, inviting speakers to campus um, and that sort of thing. And then I also did a few electives. We had a, a luxury course um, that I did in my last period at NCAD. Uh, which was very, very interesting and um, tailored to my specific area. And then I also did um, a white paper with one of our professors, David Dubois, um, exploring luxury and tech. How have you told your story to make your change? Um, Yeah, so I I come from, I guess, a a non-traditional background in terms of when I started doing informationals with more traditional companies, such as the LVMHs of the world, Um, A lot of times recruiters were quite confused about what to do with my background because I didn't study, you know, traditionally luxury marketing or or go to HSA or or those sorts of um, institutions. Um, But what I found was the best fit for me was really looking at um, either technology companies trying to innovate in, in fashion or beauty or innovation labs at these big conglomerates. Um, because that's where I have similar mindsets, where the culture is more similar to what I've experienced at big tech firms. Um, and those were the people that were most open to my type of background in terms of understanding where my talents and skills could be leveraged by the business. Um, so I really went from that angle in terms of you know, what makes me different from other applicants and how can I leverage my previous experience um, in this different industry. 
That's great. And then this kind of adds on, you sort of have touched upon it already, but what has been the most challenging thing about making this career switch? It really was finding that right fit. Um, I did feel a bit discouraged when I when I talked to um, people more at the traditional firms, um, where especially I would talk to other MBAs who did internships at well-known brands, and they said, oh, they recommend you start out on the sales floor um, before you can move into corporate, and obviously that's not what you're expecting after, you know, spending a lot of money and time on an MBA. Um, so it really took a lot of time and effort on my part to really reach out to other people in the industry to see where I could fit the best. Um, but yeah, you just really have to talk to a lot of people, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it is very frustrating because I also looked at it after, after doing one of our modules, um, the luxury brand management module in, in Milan. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start looking at, at it and I did talk to a few people and they said exactly, exactly what you said. You have to start mm-hmm. on the world floor and you just think, mm-hmm. oh, after, you know, after all this time doing the MBA, you don't really want to do that. A short time is, is definitely helpful so you can get empathy about, you know, what sales associates are going through and what customers want and ask for. Um, but two to three years is, is just, you know, it doesn't seem as productive. Yeah, completely. I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> Bacconi is a great school for, for luxury, for sure. We went to a conference there, I think in May in 2019, um, and it had a really good lineup of speakers and everything. I think a lot of the students there end up at places like Gucci or Versace. Um, yeah. more traditional firms. So it's it's good for me to also keep in touch with students that I met through these conferences at other schools because um, they usually end up at those firms. How do you keep in touch with them? Have you have you built friendships or you just touch base with them on LinkedIn? Yeah, we had a WhatsApp group with all the co-presidents of the luxury clubs at Bocconi, I should say, LBS and NCED, okay. the European ones, um, which is really, really cool. And I just met the, the um, former president from LBS last week here in London, and he's going to start at Pangaea. Um, so it's quite cool to just keep up with um, their different careers. And, um, you know, I've referred a few to Farfetch. Um, so it's quite good to have that community because when you're in such a specialized area, it's hard to just stay within the NCED. For my class, for example, not a lot of people went into retail or luxury though we have a lot of alumni um so it's good to broaden your your network mm-hmm. that way so then the final question is what advice would you give others wishing to transition into a similar industry or role um i think take a thought and be really intentional in all your choices um understand what you really want out of the mba and where you would want to end up at and once you have a target area or role just talk to as many people as you can to understand their experiences and advice um, see what they did and see if that applies to you. Um, I think really mis- making a list of goals on how you want to spend your time has been really helpful for me. I wrote down a list of three to five things that I really wanted to get out of the MBA and I always referred back to that when I you know, was trying to prioritize certain things or deciding to go to a certain event or not, um, just to kind of keep me grounded and make sure that I wasn't overwhelming myself um, during the program. So. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of planning really helps, especially if you're doing a one-year program, for example, like I did, uh, where time just goes by so fast. I just have one more question, um, which is not an honest, but just something something that I was thinking about. So obviously, I know that you're, um, you're still kind of using your transferable skills um, from your tech career very much in the, the role that you're doing at the moment. With AI um, being like kind of the hot topic at the moment and clearly such a massive sort of growth area for the future, 
did you have any reservations about leaving um about leaving that space or not not leaving it completely but transitioning into something sort of slightly different um so it's great that I learned so much and made a lot of connections at Microsoft in artificial intelligence and I've actually reached out to some of them recently as we explore that space for Farfetch so um, my role within Farfetch is still within the innovation space. Um, so I'm on an R&D team that looks at Store of the Future, which is really le- leveraging our tech platform in the brick and mortar space. So I work with a team of engineers to create proof of concepts and we partner with third parties um, or build technology in-house to look at tech that's three to five years in the future for the physical store. Um, so in that sense, I'm still looking at a lot of these emerging technologies um, or startups exploring different things in the AI space or other other um, other areas. Um, so I feel like I still have a pulse on that um, and I'm able to still explore that in my job. Yeah, that makes sense. You kind of get the best of both worlds. That's all from today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at The Modern MBA, and Twitter at MBA Modern. And aside from Apple Podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, bye. Bye.